TTB Music Podcast Podcasting, the like, like. Oh, indeed we are. I mean, we were already ahead of where we were this time last year. <laughs> yes, we've been reversed. But Assuming point. we get to the end of this in one piece. This is true. Yeah, we might be. It might be uh, recording our bits separately for the rest of the rest, rest of the year, <laughs> as we self-isolate. It's like I've done my bit. Do you want to send me? Do you want to send me your bit? Um, we'll just pull yes. it together. Yes. Anywho. We are back, and for the first time in a long time, we're back with a proper podcast, Six Albums. Oh, gosh. It's been a while. Which we haven't done a yeah. Six Album-y one for a while. Wow. Cracky. Said albums are uh, Team Impala, The Slow Rush, Caribou, Suddenly, Frazy Ford, You Can Be The Sun, um, Soccer Mommy, Colour Theory, Ozzy Osbourne, Ordinary Man, and Sepultura, Quadra. Quadra. Prepare to rock. Rock. However, we'll leave the rock okay. and, the, and the guitars until uh-huh. later on. Uh, we'll start with the fourth album from uh, Team Impala, Slow Rush. Uh, we reviewed... We reviewed both the previous yeah, albums. Yeah, we did, didn't we? we? Uh, yeah, certainly reviewed Lonerism and the last one, which was apparently five years ago. Uh, Gosh. Which I can't remember the title of, actually, the last wow. one. Um, Currents. Currents, yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, fourth album, Pete. Where are we in the Tame Impala world? Um, I listened to this a couple of times, and I have to say I enjoy it. Uh, it's you know it's fairly standard Tame Impala stuff, um, but I have to say, uh, for me, it doesn't really quite light the the taper that, that I think the previous album did for me personally. Uh, but it's it's fairly you know it is fairly standard stuff. It's quite laid back. It's quite you know, there's some interesting sounds and lyrics and, you know, but for me, very, very sort of very standard, um, you know, solid feel, um, but a sunnier side to the podcast for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with, with you on that. This, this, it's an album that kind of flows really well. Yes. You know what I mean? You, you, you kind of put it on and it kind of... Yeah, it f- does. It kind of... It kind absolutely. Of, yeah. One track seamlessly... Nicely. ...mows into the next mm, one of that. Um, it's well produced. But there were no bangers on it. No. You know, there's no there's no one track where or that you kind of go... Find yourself walking through the house, humming. No. Or singing, or singing, or singing no. a long, 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 long to. No. Um... And also, I missed the guitars. Yeah, it was very electronic, wasn't it? Yeah, compared to previous. Which is obviously we, 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 we are fans of the electronic. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, it, the lack of more guitar Rhythm. was noticeable, yeah. and, uh, and, it, and it and it genuinely felt like something missing mm. um, in the overall sound. I mean, I think you're right. I, I mean, songs like Breathe Deeper and uh, Glimmer and stuff are, you know, they're, they're nice tunes, but, yeah, it, it, it's, this definitely didn't feel like if an album that I would be drawn back to without forcing myself to no. go back to. 
I don't this kind of enjoyed it yeah. was enjoy it while it's on. Yeah. But I'm not kind of thinking this is going to be one of my albums of the year. No. It, it, I, there's some tracks on there I did like. I did like Borderline. Over the border. Oh, not that one. Not that one. Um, and it might be time. Uh, but but yeah, you know there are tracks on there that I really I, I did like. Uh, but as you say, I can't sort of hum them now. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Bit of a slow start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving, moving on. Um, actually, interestingly, Tame Impala are the only act on the podcast who we've reviewed before, really. Yeah, it's all new stuff, isn't it? Um, For us. Well, actually, that's, that's not totally good because oh. we actually have, I just thought, we reviewed an old Aussie album. Did we? When we did one of our... Oh, we did the O's. Back yes. in back in back in time themed thing, so we, we we reviewed the first the first yeah. Aussie solo album. Yeah, um, but yes, so, but as new stuff goes, yeah, taking part of the only band that we've That's... reviewed a new album by in this podcast. My before. goodness, do you remember we have time to do theme podcasts? I oh, know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Illness could be a yeah, indeed. Fever. Let's see, let's see where we go with that one. Yeah. So Caribou, tenth. Uh, uh, tenth. Al- tenth album from uh, this version of Dan Snaith, who has many other names as well. But uh, it's the tenth album. Um, this is a very different album to, uh, <laughs> well, to everything on the podcast. Really, yes, I it think is it's very episode. different. Um, it starts with it's weird. Like it start you start with Sister, this track, which very kind of sparse. Mm. Uh, with the vocals very much up, fr- up front, um, um, kind of raw feeling to it, um, and then it kind of has this distorted keyboard thing, and then slowly it starts fading or fading away to, to the end of the track, and then bizarrely you go into you and I, which is like yacht rock essentially. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 and, you, and, you, and, and suddenly you're thinking, all right, yeah. I know where this album. I know this album. I know where this album's going. Oh, and, ah. <laughs> and then in the middle, it goes all fucking weird. <laughs> at the track before coming back to the yacht rock bit, and you're yeah. suddenly thinking, "Hang on a sec, what is going on here?" Yeah. Um, and that kind of continues throughout the rest, rest, the rest of the re- re- record. So you've got uh, rock, ambient, rap, disco, house, all mixed up. Across this record, mm. um, so it's a very unpredictable record to listen to. It reminded me actually a bit like of um, Justin Vernon, uh, a similar similar kind of thing of just kind of going, you know what, let's just do a bit of that, a bit of that, a bit of that, a bit of that, and just see what happens. Um, does it work? Sometimes I think it works. Sometimes not so sure. Um, but one thing this album isn't is boring no and it doesn't just wash over you and then unlike the Tame Impala album every time I've listened to it I've listened to it three times still together now there's you I'm finding something new and interesting in it each time I listen to it um standout tracks for me I really like the the, the opening two, two songs uh also quite like um is it uh like I loved you Oh, there's a nice bit of guitar, oh, yeah, nice yes. bit of yes. mellow vibe going yeah. going on, um, and there's the which one's the really never come back. Never it's kind of big, the big, the big, 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 big house number, big house number, yeah. yeah, 
quite like that. Yeah. And I also like the way it kind of ends like it's st- like it started. So Cloud Song is again it has that kind of simpli- simplicity just, and yeah. mellowness to it. Yeah. Um, and it's got some quite short record, forty three minutes. Um, but it does quite a lot in those forty three minutes. So so whilst like I said I think the, some of it's a bit meh. Yeah. Because of the stuff that isn't meh, and because of the fact that it's actually quite inventive and engaging, quite liked it. I really like this album. Um, for all those reasons you cited, as it, it, it doesn't flow in the same way the Tame and Parlor album does, uh, but it takes a lot of left turns, mm. uh, and so many left turns you come back to the beginning at the end. And uh, it, it's it's eclectic. It's noodling. It's um, I I described it in my notes here as somewhere between Tame Impala and Hot Chip. Mm. You know, if the, the two if two bands had a baby, it would be this. Uh, it, it's when you get the sort of peak of Never Come Back and the big housey number in the middle, and then either side of that you've got tracks like Lime and Ravi, uh, and even Magpie, which I, I quite quite liked. Yeah, and so that sort of distant, very sort of distant vocal. Um, it, was a bit, it might be a bit petrol boysy actually that one um no i really i really enjoyed this album i think i think i often say this on the podcast i often say oh oh i'll listen to this one again blah, 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 blah. but realistically we move on and yes. do other things um i can see this one being a grower i can see this one being in my list at the end of the year having gone back to it and and as you say going back to it second third fourth time and finding new stuff um for sure yeah there's a definitely an interesting one to check out so we now move in, to, speaking of mellow, we now, I suppose, move into a more mellow... I see what we're doing here. We're doing all the mellow ones, aren't we, first? Space. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I, I, was, I, was, I was tempted to put Sepultura in the, in the, middle, in the middle of the podcast, but... Um, <laughs> uh, but no, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get there. Uh, so, uh, Frazzy Ford, or Frazy Ford, I'm not sure how... Uh, Frazy. I'm going with Frazy. Um, previously of the Be Good Tanya's. Uh, this is her third solo album um, called You Can Be The Sun spelt as I just said it yeah you kin kin be yeah as in four kin yeah um, yeah as, as, as you pretty much just said we're kind of getting a bit mellow here I think. yeah this is very mellow this one um I mean, it's just, again, I've described it here as solid. I'm, I'm going to have to find new objectives this decade. Adjectives, even. Um, a smooth, easy listening, soulful, jazzy mm. album. But, and here's the but, it just completely washed over me, this one. It was very much, even when I had it on my like, my earphones, you know, it was very much background music. Yeah. To what, whatever I was thinking or doing at that particular moment. Um, I mean, I, I like the title track. Uh, yeah, that's all I can say in terms of pulling things out. Um, it flows again, uh, like the Tame Impala album, but maybe maybe not as even not as memorable. Um, yeah, it's it's a very nice album to have, as I say, on in the background. But I get no, I, I couldn't get into this. I'm sorry. Uh, boring for the podcast, but I have to say I kind of agree with you actually. Um, I mean, there was a whole when I first put it on, uh, the, the first. Thing first person that sprang to mind was Nora Jones. Yeah, um, yes. Who I'm actually a big fan of. Yes, uh, you are. <laughs> uh, 
And it had that kind of, as you say, that kind of uh, jazzy, folk, soul-y vibe going on. So a bit of Nora Jones, a bit of Janis Joplin type type thing, particularly in the vocal and delivery style. Um, But I think you're right. It It is very kind of hit and miss and a bit doesn't really... Enough to grab onto you. No, I mean, it starts. I quite like the start. Yeah, I quite, I quite like yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah, that. And particularly you and me, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. we're, we're just a kind of acoustic folk type tune. Yeah, I think it was really, really good. And then, as you say, then he just it's it's it could be the same track for four, tra- four or five tracks in a row until you get to um, the kids are having none of it, which I think is a really good track. Uh, possibly the standout track on the album for me. Um, and maybe even motherfuckers, not bad either. But yeah. then, but then again, as soon as that ha- those two tracks have gone, it then fades away it fades. again. It really again, does, and it, and it? it is, and it is just you're just kind of going, meh. It's, I mean, it's not offensive, you know. No, it's not. I mean, it's 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 perfectly. I say you put it, you put it on, you kind of go, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. But it is background music. Yeah. Really, is background music. It's, it's one not for, one for the dinner parties. Very much that sort of. You mentioned Nora Jones. I, I've never been as big a fan. But she came out around a time the early noughties when there was a lot of, a lot of those sorts of albums. Yes, um, you know, like chill, chill, vol- chill acts volume three, you know that sort of yeah. music. You know, um, some of it was good, like zero seven. Some of it was not so good, um, and it's sort of in that sort of category of of uh, dinner party music. It is. Yes. Moving on uh, to soccer, mommy, and color theory. Uh, I did write down what this uh, lady. Oh, there it is. Yes, yeah, Sophie. Yeah. Sophie Allison is her actual name. Um, she was not born soccer mummy. She was not born soccer mummy. No. Um, this scored highly for me. He says, putting in a pun right at the right, 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 right at the start. Um, it's kind of hark. This this album and the style of it hark back to. Uh, when people like Liz Fair and um, other 90s, 80s, 90s indie yeah. chicks were about. Um, and this falls very much into that uh, singer-songwriter indie chick yeah. vibe. Um, and what I really like about this album, uh, I like this album a lot, uh, is it's a wonderfully uplifting, upbeat album and don't listen to the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which are quite dark and quite grim. Yeah. Uh, um, the colour... I, I mean, it literally, the, the album is full of songs about impending death, death, depression, yeah. bullying, yeah. fear, yeah. Um, guilt. And it's, it's all in there, particularly about... Um, some of her guilt to having to go her mom's got cancer and the yellow is the colour of her eyes which is um, possibly the standout track on the album mm, yes, um, yes is about that whole thing of um, a, a mom slowly, die, slowly dying of cancer she's still alive she's still got it but her, her guilt of you know having a life and going out and doing stuff and going on tour and stuff and yeah. not being at home with a uh, a mom kind of stuff um and there's just some great lines. I mean, there's great lines throughout the album. But I picked out a couple on this. And it says, Loving you isn't enough. You'll still be deep in the ground when it's done. I'll know the day when it comes. I'll feel the cold as they put out my son. Which is obviously very, very sweet. 
but the thing about you know um, the guilt bit then comes through at the end when you know, I could I could lie, but it's never made me feel good inside. I'm still so blue, can't erase the hue. It's just coloured over, which is you know, it's quite <laughs> so, yeah. it's very happy stuff. It is, <laughs> and and so, 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 so there's a brilliant. I read an, I read an interview with her yesterday, yesterday and, uh, yeah. and it, what sums it up is a, a brilliant quote from it. Um, when someone's asked her about the final track, Grey Light, and said, why make this the last song? And so this is the, this is the quote. I think nothing sums up this album more or better than, than the lady herself. It feels like a death, like you and everything in your world are drowning in a complete loss of hope. I wanted the album to have this inclining energy and then drop into full emptiness. This song captured a lot of things that were on the record, but fully descended into what the final part is really about. Fear, death, loss, emptiness. It's a bright, happy album. It's a very happy album. <laughs> um, I, 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 <laughs> lyrically, um, it is a classic. <laughs> lyrics aside, um, it is a classic slice of um, indie pop, guitar-driven. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it goes. It goes. It moves from that sort of guitar-driven indie through to sort of shoegazy, uh, back to sort of proto sort of punk guitar-driven mm. indie pop, um, and it's. You know, and I think I think particularly from the tracks sort of bloodstream through to night gazing, night swimming, yeah. um, night swimming. Sorry, it's it's very sort of that night that nineties feel mm. for sure. Um, I mean, you mentioned yellow is the color of her eyes, which is, is fantastic. Um, crawling up the walls as well is, is another one that, that sort of got me mm. in terms of its uh, its song, its uh, lyrics, and so on. Um, uh, and I've managed to get through this entire review as have you without mentioning blur <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, our, our long time listener neil pointed out uh it's very blur-esque yeah he he enjoys it it is yeah. it is it is it is certainly early yeah early blurry early blurry early blurry some might argue better blurry but there you go yeah less blurry mm. <laughs> moving on moving on we are finishing with uh Rock, uh, and um, finishing with with two with, with two of the the bigger rock artists in of, in, of the in, times. in in the in the genre. Um, yeah. As I said, we have covered Ozzy before. Um, in fact, we did the last Black Sabbath album, didn't we? Um, just to think about it. But that was but that was obviously was the Sabbath rather than the mm. than the Oz on his own, and also with uh, Sepultura again. Uh, one of those. Behemoths, though were we contended. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. They, 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 are, they are one of the, yeah. the the larger classic metal bands oh, that yeah. we've never actually managed to uh, get around to until today's they, podcast. I mean, both these artists—they've been around for decades collect collectively, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. I mean, obviously, it's like this has <laughs> yeah. been recording for obviously. 50 fifty years. Fifty, I suppose it is, isn't it? Yeah. Blimey. So anyway, but despite that, this is only the twelfth studio album. It might possibly be the last studio album. Who knows? Because you know. Yeah, he's suffering from Parkinson's now. Um, apparently this album was made in a week, by all accounts. Uh, the plan wasn't, wasn't actually planning to make an album. And then, um, off the back of the fact that he had a hit single, uh, which is on the uh, the Take What You Want that's stuck on the end of the album, oh, yeah. um, with Post Malone, Yeah. Um, he decided to get together with Duff McKagan of... Uh, Guns N' Roses and Chad Smith of Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, 
and Andrew Watman, who uh, I think also produced the album, uh, who's better known for producing people like Cardi B. Yeah. To make a record. Uh, so, given that it was uh, cobbled together in a week, is it any good? Well, now that you've said that, <laughs> I actually think it's very good. Because <laughs> I, I, my, my criticism was it just, I felt that the, um, again, I just felt that it did feel rushed. Yeah, uh, genuinely, um, I didn't know that, and it does feel like it has been, particularly in part. It starts well, it ends well, and in the middle does feel somewhat thrown together. Yes, um, and now, of course, it's been made. If it's been allegedly made in a week, then it then it actually is very good. <laughs> um, you know, it's you know strong production. It, it starts, as I say, it starts very well. Um, the first couple of tracks, uh, straight to hell and all my life, I like. Yeah, classic, classic, uh, classic, classic rock. Classic rock. Then it starts to go soft, <laughs> <coughs> and, we, and it, go, it goes soft uh, all the way. It gets softer and softer throughout, um, and, uh, and it's a shame, really, because uh, you know the, the Elton John song with Dame Elton John. Yeah, <laughs> Dame Elton John. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Who'd have put those two together? Um, you know, aside. Um, and that's and that's that's a fair enough track, uh, ordinary man. And as is under the graveyard, which is again okay, I like that one. Yeah. Um, but then it sort of kind of goes into this sort of mellow. Uh, I always want to say a real love of the Beatles comes out. Well, he is a he's a, yeah, he a huge Beatles fan. And yeah. I know he's a huge Beatles fan. And uh, and um, uh, as is often the story, we can all credit the track Helter Skelter for for launching Ozzy Osbourne. Um, it. It's, uh, yeah, that comes through, um, not necessarily in, for me in the best possible way, but, but yeah, uh, yeah no, it's all right. And again, it ends well. It's a raid. It's a raid! <laughs> and uh, the, the, the hit. Yes. Right, tacked on right at the end. Yeah, which does feel tacked on at the end. It as does well. feel tacked on at the end. Um, so, yeah, again, if you like Aussie, and someone does, we were out last night, saw an Aussie t shirt. We did indeed, yeah. Um, we should mention that in a moment, actually. <laughs> before we close um, yeah so it's alright it's alright it's alright Aussie yeah I, I'm again I'm, I'm going to agree um, I think consider, considering that it was you know pretty much cobbled together quite quickly um, I think this is one of his better albums of recent recent years yeah. um, as you say it, it, it kicks off uh Full guns and, and guitars are blazing with mm. straight straight to hell, um, which is just a classic piece of uh, metal. Mm. Uh, all my life, also 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 good. And as you say, then then we do get slightly more introspective and mellow. Um, I'm very introspective on and lyric, lyrically on ordinary man, very, clearly, clearly yeah. um, which is about you know facing death and uh, other stuff, um, and it's a bit. Twee, but when you've heard once you've, you've heard it a couple of times, it does kind of start getting under your skin, and you find yourself kind of going. Every man, it's very Elton John, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is the right place for him to appear. Yeah, actually, good a good vocal performance from yeah. Mister Mister yeah. John as well. Actually. Yeah. Um, and then there's you know, as you, as you get, as say when you go up, the album goes on, you get um, some more fun. So scary little green men. For example, example I quite like. It's again fun, yeah. silly. Um, and I say it's it's a raid actually with Postman at the end. It's, it's actually quite 
quite fun, quite a decent kind of kind of crossovery track. Yeah. Um, in fact, a better crossover track than the than the actual than crossover the actual track. Crossover. Yeah. That, that was a, a hit. Yeah. Which is you know it's a bit fine, but it's, yeah. Nice. It's like, mm. um, <laughs> yeah. All things considered, uh, I'm going to use the use our trademark word now. Solid. <sighs> Been a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Brazilian metal time. Yeah. Uh, and Sepultura, uh, their fifteenth studio album. Yeah. Um, and this is the album I, I spoke to you about this without mentioning the actual album last last night. Because um, this is the album that I listened to in the wrong order. Ah. I, I, had, I, I had it on shuffle the first right. time I put, oh, put it on, um, right. and then realised that when I printed out the album track listing. That I was listening to on shuffle, and I was suddenly wondering why the way the way I'd listened to it and the way I'd started writing my notes for how mm. it started really strong <laughs> was, suddenly, <laughs> was suddenly less good. But I was thinking, hang on, no, oh, it's the wrong track. Oh. Um, yeah, so when I first listened to it, uh, my my opening track was actually the final track. Ah, right. Fear, pain, co- yeah, chaos, fear, and pain, suffering. Chaos, uh, uh, featuring uh, Emily Barato, who's from a. Uh, and, Another uh, Brazilian band called Far From Alaska, a new, oh. quite new band. Yes. Um, who I don't actually think are metal either. I think they're a kind of a, yeah, kind of a indie pop band. Her vocal was very different. Obviously, got stupid being obvious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> although, although to be fair, that that that, that track and yeah. I, I'm going to bizarrely start at the end of the album rather than the, the beginning of the album oh. um, because both Fear of Pain, Curse of Suffering, and uh, the previous track to it, Agony of Defeat, both actually do feature. Proper singing from yes. said, said said vocalist, um, apart f- aside from just growling, mm. um, which is to be fair, growling is what we expect from this genre. This is, this is what uh, yeah. um, you know they are a, a thrash, yeah. doom, death metal band. Um, but while that is also true, one of the things that's always been quite fascinating about Sepultura um, is they've is, is They've always been very keen to reflect their Brazilian Brazilian roots and Brazilian roots music yeah. in their sound as well. So uh, across their career, in fact, they had an album called Roots that was very much than that, and and that comes through once again. I think on this this album, particularly in the uh, the drumming, and um, this is a track that has uh, which is the track that has the really cool um, almost flamenco guitar at the start. Um, Guardians of the Earth, I think it is. Um, and, again, the, be- the best thing I can say about this album is it's an album that I don't think is ever boring. Um, you know, you have got the classic kind of... and some classic kind of thrash metal bits throughout throw in. You've got some more melodic stuff. You've got some... There's the scene of added kind of some or- orchestral kind of... Uh, Bits to the t- tunes as well. Um, I think it's a side for me. It's a side two album rather than a side one album. Yeah. Um, so the, the first few tracks, which are all fine, um, just kind of blended into one a bit. Um, 